but just like even as an adult navigating social media and you know the internet and um it's difficult for an adult so i can't even imagine on someone that their brain is still developing and growing and just like body image and self-image self-love all this comparison and you know unrealistic expectations so i just think that's i think what you did is amazing um Hi guys, I'm your host Megan Van Diepender and this is the Empowerhood Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. You know, motherhood is hard and we are going to talk about all of the hard things that just are not talked about enough. So buckle up and enjoy this episode. All right. So hi, Mariana. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate you joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. This yeah. is such an honor. I just, I absolutely love what you're doing. Thank I, you. When I look at this, when I hear your podcast and um, just look at all that you're doing, I really can't imagine what it would be like when I was a young mom to have that resources, all the resources you have for us put in one place. I would have, it would have been my <laughs> second Bible. I'll tell you that. I would have just, it's just a fantastic resource. I love what, um, everything that you stand for and the mission you have to help moms. Thank yeah. you so much. That means so much to me. I really appreciate it. Um, so to everyone out there listening in today, I have Mariana Lilly here today, and we're going to talk a little bit about mental health awareness, um, not only mental health as a mom, but also mental health awareness for our children and, you know, how we can best advocate for them, you know, as they're evolving and growing through life. So Mariana, I know you just recently had you know, a personal experience with one of your own children. Um, so before we jump into that story, I'm going to have you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Who is Mariana? Okay. Well, first of all, um, I'm Mariana Lilly and um, I'm a Christ follower. I like to start with that just because honestly, it shaped so much of who I am and just in really just my faith um, base is just a big part of really who I am. So I married the greatest man I've ever known. His name is Roscoe Lilly, and we have three children together. Um, we have an 18-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old daughter and a 12-year-old son. And um, together, Roscoe and I started a church together. Can you believe this? When we were 24 years old in upstate New York. Oh, wow. And I know. I didn't kind of... know you guys were that young when you started the church. I know. Isn't <laughs> it crazy? And we're going on in September will be 20 years of our ministry together wow. in upstate New York. And it's just, it's been exciting. It's been a journey. Yeah. And um, yeah, and through that ministry too, I've gotten to be part of something where I'm really starting to connect more with women over the last six years through um, a ministry called Bloom. It's just a gathering of women in the area through Starpoint that is um, for the Capital District women. And that's really encouraging. That's been exciting. Yeah, so I've been to bit... Bloom. It was amazing. Oh, um, good. Yeah, I can't wait to go to another one. The last one I couldn't get to, but um, it was really fun. And I couldn't believe how many women were there. At first, I was like, there's this many women in our church. But then I realized <laughs> they were from all over the place, <laughs> Yeah, um, all over the capital region. But yeah, no, it was it was really cool. And I think it's amazing what you're doing with that. And it's Thank you. very, very well done. So if Thank anybody you. lives in this area, you should definitely check out Bloom. When is the next one, Mariana? It is on September 30th. Okay. So after the summer. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. Definitely. And, and all churches all, you know, can come wherever you are. And it's just really 
kind of your heartbeat too, just women encouraging other women, women yeah. empowering other women, getting to know, making some friends, you know, that kind of thing. So, and yeah, just encouraging your faith. So I'd love for you to come out. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll definitely be there. Um, all right, Mariana. So let's get back to mental health awareness. So you had an experience recently with one of your own children. Um, do you want to explain to us, you know, kind of what you went through and how you navigated through this um, circumstance? Sure. So when I answer this, you'll notice I'm kind of vague in, in oh, some yeah, of okay. my details. And the reason why for that is I just want to point out is just I've learned a little bit. I've learned a little bit about um, sharing maybe too much um, about my children on social media. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had to stop and look and be like, whoa, what if, what if um, a future employee heard this story? What if an, a future um, opportunity came up that this could possibly harm my child without me even being mm -hmm. aware whatsoever now, yeah. right? Like we look at so many famous athletes who lose their scholarships or something from a mistake. I don't want to be that for my child. Oh, yeah, so for sure. I, I mean, to... that stuff doesn't disappear, right? You know, even if it's not something bad, it might be bad to them in their mind too. So mm -hmm. I love that, that you're really thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, my children have taught me that, you know, just that some things are just for us personally. Like, I don't have to post everything because I am an extrovert. I, I love connecting with everybody. Yeah. And I just think everyone wants to see this amazing thing my child did. <laughs> and like, mom. Listen, some things are just for us. So they've taught me so yeah. much about that. So our story with social media, like so many, um, really start with your kids, usually about 13, because most platforms will say kids need to be 13. And so that gives us some kind of guideline to when we allow our kids, because the actual platform usually doesn't allow us to. So if we're going to follow that, like, okay, that's a good guideline. So... <clears throat> When my, one of my children turned 13, I was just so excited because they had been begging and begging starting when they were 12 to be on social media. And at that time it was, um, the, the really fun thing and popular thing was Snapchat and Instagram. That's okay. particularly what they wanted. You know, at that point it was already Facebook was for me, you know, like old ladies, you know, yeah. and so, you know, I just want that. And, you know, I said, no, no, no. Like, it says 13, you have to be on. And um, all my friends have it. I, they won't even communicate with me without Snapchat. You know, I, I'm not in the know. I don't get invited because I don't have this. And as a mom, I'm like, fear of missing out. I'm that extrovert, right? I'm like, I don't want my kids to miss out. I don't want yeah. them to be excluded. I want them to be able to communicate if that's the new thing, you know. And I could not wait to give them their Instagram on their 13th birthday. And on the mirror, I wrote like, happy birthday, you get Instagram. I was just like, <laughs> best birthday ever. <laughs> right. And I'm literally thinking I'm the cool mom. I'm like such a cool mom, you know, like, <laughs> like they were so happy. And I'm not kidding you within such a short amount of time, my husband and I watched this child really change. Like, mm -hmm. And the the thing is, it took us two weeks to figure it out ourselves, you know, because yeah. it just takes a minute, right? And you're like, well, because you would hope that wouldn't happen, right? Like, I mean, yeah. in a perfect world, like that wouldn't happen. Yeah. And it wasn't on my radar. It was right. even really think about it, I don't think. Mm -hmm. And it's like to have an eye open to say, okay, how's this affecting them? I was just like on my merry way, like happy mm -hmm. they were happy. And we just kept being like, hey, where's this kid? Hey, where's our child? And 
they'd be in their room. They never used to just tuck away, hide away in their room mm-hmm. or they, and wherever we found them, they were literally glued to their phone wow. beforehand. They wouldn't even know where their phone was, you know, and that, that's a whole nother topic that we can talk about. When do you give your child the phone and that kind of thing? Right. Um, but we hadn't had a problem up until then. The phone was a safety and communication, mm-hmm. you know, for them when they went to middle school, call mom when you're, the ride is here. I'm outside. Right. It's that a practice, just kind of a communication safety tool. And then all of a sudden it became something different. Mm-hmm. And what I learned just through starting to ask a few questions was this child explained to me that they had to like all these posts. And of course, can you imagine she may go to a really large school? Mm-hmm. They don't even know that are they are following right. them and they have to like and comment on every single post hmm. and I was like no 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 you don't you don't have to do that and they explain yes I do because if I don't in a matter of 30 minutes I'll get a really mean text sent to me saying how awful I am and you know all these things and I'm like you're kidding this cannot be true how does it, people have time to do that <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess you do when you're in middle school. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. That's what I found out. Like they have. So I mean, it's really not funny hands. though. That's scary. Like, what yeah. is going on? Right, and that's what happened. And it didn't take a half an hour. It took actually ten minutes. And her phone started ding ding because like, let's see what happens if you don't respond, if you don't make a comment in thirty minutes. Is this really happening? Ten minutes, and I was like, "Do you even know this person?" And they're like, "No," and they were the meanest texts, comments. Like How did they get the, their phone number? They DM them because oh, DM. they are now. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So they're oh now God. on, you know, that platform. They can, they have direct contact to them. Right. And it it was really, it was like a full-time job. Literally this, this child was just like part-time job, at least kind of commenting and such fake responses. And so sh- they were learning at such a young age to say what, society thought they should say right you know right and that and it was, pressure to just show up even if you don't want to show up like yeah. for something that might not matter to you that just that's sounds a good point. very weird yeah and that that's a good way to put it is a really great way to put it I think the time invested was not something that child would have chosen to invest right. in that's not what they thought they were getting into Right. You know, they thought it was going to be fun and it really created so much stress and anxiety that they had a hard time sleeping. They withdrew. They were worried at all times oh about, God. yeah, just, it just changed them to yeah. be honest. It really, really changed them. And we, <clears throat> I don't know why it took me so long to realize that I could control this. I was the parent. But in my mind, I don't know why this happened, but I really was like, oh, no. Oh, this is going to be tough to navigate, this social media thing. I didn't think it'd be so hard. And I just kind of let it go on Yeah. until a wise friend looked at me and said, um, aren't you the parent? Right. Like, I'm pretty sure that you can change your mind. And for some reason, it took someone else to speak that into me. Yeah. That changed my mind. I made a mistake as a parent. And that's the conversation, the narrative that started to happen with our child. Um, we said, hey, you know what? Your brain is still forming. This is causing you so much stress. 
And we, we really believe we made a mistake. This isn't good for you. And we want you to go off it. Woo! That was not easy. That was a, another <laughs> dynamic. Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, well, right. Because, I mean, right. leaving it, I'm sure, would cause some stress as well because everyone else is still on it, right? Exactly. Okay. So we just decided to take an extreme measure. We are not someone of, like, a lot of means or anything like that. But this child was so bent on it and really – there's just no way we would ruin their life if mm. we took this away from them in their little minds. Right. right. That, yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And so what we offered to them was if they were to stay off social media until they were 18, we would um, buy them a car when they okay. turned 16. Okay. Did it and work? Not at first. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Again, they just, because they're so young, because they can't think to the future, that's our job to help yeah. them do yeah, is to right. think to the future that they cannot see. Mm-hmm. And so we had to really break it down for them. What it, would it look like if you and your friend could drive to school, could drive to Stewart's at a local ice cream shop here, right? right? And get some ice cream. Like, Can you imagine really trying to paint a picture that was worth it? to them. Mm -hmm. Or you could sit in your room all alone and make comments to people you don't even know your choice, you know, like really having to create that narrative. And of course they sought out wise counsel, which was their lunch table. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, no way I couldn't do it. It just took one kid to say, Hey, I would do it. If my parents offered me that, I would definitely take the car. And that was it. That's all my child needed was just one person, right? Sometimes in life, we just need one person. I needed that one mom to say, Hey, you can change your mind. My child needed just someone to say, Hey, you should take the car. And they did. And they stayed off. Do you think they needed that? Like, um, someone on their side to be like, or like they were looking for a reason to get off of it. Like, cause do you, do you think they felt stuck since like, that's what society says you're supposed to do right now, right? You're 13, 14 years old. You should be on social media, you know, posting pictures or talking to everyone at school. Like, it's probably hard for them to leave, right? Because that's what everyone is doing. So like, do you think they needed that reason to, to leave? Instead of just a parent being like, you need to get off of it, you know? They, our child needed a reason. They needed to be able to tell their friends something positive. They needed to be able to say, oh no, I'm sorry. I'm not, give me your snap. Oh, I'm not on snap. What? I mean, the reaction is so strong Mm -hmm. when one of my children say that they are not on social media, that they just quickly go to, yeah, because my parents are giving me a car if I, if I stay off it. And it just gave them something to hold on to, to not mm-hmm. feel dumb, to be left out, to be right. isolated, to one kid, you know? Right. And so, um, you know, that everyone is saying that is so weird. Instead, they were like, isn't that cool? And yeah. so it just kind of empowered them to just be a little bit more confident about it. And as time goes on, they were very confident about it, you know? Oh, good. And now, you know, did you do this with all of your kids or just one of them? Yeah, we've done it with all of our children since okay. then because um, it worked. Mm-hmm. And the neat thing was, is that the younger siblings watched it unfold. Right. We were able to be, we had a plan, mm-hmm. right? We actually had a plan. This is what we're doing. You know, right. our, you know, you guys don't really have an option. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we didn't give the younger two an option to start it and go off of it. Um, mm-hmm. But we just said, hey, if you don't go on it, this is what this will look like. We trust you to make the wise decision. You can see here and we're able to talk about it a lot more with stats because at the time, 
we were really kind of the pioneers in this with our children. Right. Like there wasn't a lot of research that we have today and um, yeah. to show us. Yeah. The statistics are, um, are really, really scary and disturbing. Um, you know, I know you sent one of them to me, but I mean, I kept doing a little bit more research and, you know, talked to my husband. He even was like, you know, especially with girls. And I know you have two girls. I have a, a daughter. Um, you know, it's just like three or more hours on social media per day puts kids at a higher risk, you know, for mental health problems. Um, right. If you think about it, I'm sure kids are on, you know, social media more than three mm -hmm. hours a day. Um, Thirteen percent of kids, you know, report depression. Thirty three percent report anxiety. You know, 25 percent of ages 18 to 25 report mental illness. Um you know, if you got to think if they're starting at such a young age, by the time they get to 18 or 25, that's a, that's a lot of years, you know, mm -hmm. of feeling anxious. Um, yeah. And then like the 30% of girls, I think you sent me this one reported considering suicide. And, um, mm -hmm. that's just so devastating to me. Um, I mean, especially having a daughter, um, but just like, even as an adult navigating social media and, you know, the internet and, um, it's difficult for an adult. So I can't even imagine on someone that their brain is still developing and growing and just like body image and self image, self love, all this comparison and, you know, unrealistic expectations. So I just think that's, I think what you did is amazing. Um, I'm definitely gonna take that advice with me because my daughter's seven and obviously I don't have to deal with that yet. Uh, but I know, you know, this world that we live in, it's, um, it's hard, right? Like to navigate it as a parent. Um, now, after you did this with your kids, did you see like an enormous difference in their behavior? So the way we, we like to say it is they had a detox. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever fasted from electronics before. Mm -hmm. I know myself, it takes a minute to like, mm -hmm. I'm not continually looking for my phone. It's like just an extension of our mm -hmm. arms and hands at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it was similar for them. Like they held their phone. This is, it's interesting. They held their phone, but there was nothing on it and they were constantly right. looking at it. And then they would be like, Oh, there's nothing on it. Like you right. could see them processing it. And eventually they got back to their extroverted self, their storytelling self at the dinner table and we watched that light come back, but it did take a while. Okay. I will say the scars of the bullying, like some, some bullying happened in that short amount of time mm -hmm. that they were, you know, someone sent a, a horrible video, a horrible video addressed to my child. Oh my goodness. I just was in shock by it. Now I would not be in shock by that. At the time though, it was all new. Okay. That took a little bit longer. That took a lot of conversations, a lot of healing to, okay. to take place but the initial just separating from the burden of having to engage with like you said people they they didn't really care to mm -hmm. you know take up precious time that they would have rather been outside playing with their dog you know right. it started to balance started to return okay joy started to return the light started to return okay um, yeah that's great that's mm -hmm. really good to know for sure yeah. um no, I mean, I think like I'm going to dig a little deeper because you do have teenagers. So with all this like statistics and depression, anxiety, you know, bullying, school violence, like how do we navigate? Like, what do you think the best way to navigate this is as parents? Like, how do we do this? Right. I mean, I think that it 
can like you it seems so overwhelming and sometimes I want to pack everyone up, move to a thousand acres in Montana with no Wi-Fi, homeschool. You know, it's like, oh, it gets overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of that I can lean towards is everyone's doing it. It is what it is. Technology's moving on. I need to move with it. There's nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. And I try to fall somewhere in the middle. I'm not saying I have all the answers for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't along with you. Um, but I like to think that, um, that if we can get to the root, the heart, it is more about balance in, um, leaning toward relationship, mm-hmm. just really what relationship conversation. And I think that starts in our home, you know, yeah. the violence that we're experiencing in our schools, um, the social media bullying, all those things. Mm-hmm. If, if, we can make a difference in our home mm-hmm. around our table, right? That's where it begins. I can't make the choice for my neighbor. You can't make the choice for me. We can choose what we're doing for our family, the conversations that we're going to have mm-hmm. and the priorities that we're going to make. And mm-hmm. so really just leaning into relationship with our child, with our um, families, and just really making things like the dinner table matter and mm-hmm. count and know we're going to have some hard conversations. We're going to open up conversation at dinner and then making bedtime routine count. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really, it's a lot of listening, mm-hmm. a lot of taking the time. What does that mean? That means we have to slow down, right? Yeah. That means we can't have every meal in the minivan going through the drive through at McDonald's mm-hmm. and rushing, rushing, rushing from one place to another, not in this lifetime, not if we are going to really have the heartbeat of what is happening mentally and spiritually with our children, because you think, Oh, the, the car is a great conversation. It can absolutely be one of the best places. Mm-hmm. However, we need, we need to make eye contact. I was just going to say eye to eye. Yeah. Yeah. Eye to eye. We, they need to see us as um, spouses interacting at the dinner table and how, and they need to learn how to listen to our day as well and respond to that and have empathy. Wow, mom, I'm sorry you had a bad day. Oh, wow. You know, and, and learn how to encourage us as we are encouraging them and being models for that. And so for our family, the dinner table is an, is an answer to part of that, you know, okay. just really making sure that we are taking that time to carve it out. Like this isn't an option. If we're going to be involved in all these things, um, allow these different things speaking into our children, we need to have a balance with that. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with all of that. Um, I really do think it starts, you know, with the root, the root cause of things, you know, we could talk about, you know, guns, all this stuff, but it doesn't matter because it's actually like how we're raising our children and who we are Mm -hmm. being as an example. And I think you said at one point, um, you know, you had to be the parent and not the friend. And I think a lot of times, like, I have to remind myself of that with my daughter because I'm not as much as as close as we are. And I I am her best friend and I always want to be her best friend. I'm her parent and we have to do the hard things and, you know, have the hard conversations now and be vulnerable and imperfect and, Mm -hmm. you know, admit we had the bad day and it wasn't amazing and, you know, daisies Mm -hmm. and sunflowers, um, Mm -hmm. you know, to show them that you don't always have to be perfect. You can talk about the hard Mm -hmm. things too. 
Um, and it's not really a choice. You have to talk about them um, and continue to have them open up to you like yours is at the dinner table. Um, we do talk a lot at the dinner table. And of course, my daughter's younger. So we're kind of just getting to that point where we're like, nope, I'm going to sit here and wait until you talk to me, you know, about it. Because as you said, you got to start, you know, a healthy foundation from when they're young, right? Um, and I think just like, talking about those hard things and showing vulnerability is huge and shows, you know, empathy. You're showing them empathy. And in return, you know, they're going to be able to show that to their friends and peers. Um, and you're going to raise a kinder, stronger child. Um, I think a lot of our society, it's like if something's wrong or you can't, you don't know the answer, you can't do something, you feel like a sort of shame. And, mm -hmm. um, Instead of that, I just like to release it and just be like, it's okay to not know something. Like, no one is perfect, right? That's how we learn and we grow and, you know, you make a mistake and then you fix it, right? Or you don't do it again, you know? Um, and being able to understand our children and talk to them about these things I think is going to be huge when they get to those teenage years when you can have, you know, even harder conversations with them um, when more serious things, you know, start to to come up. Um do you ever look back when your kids were little and think like, would you do something different or do you take those all as lessons and are like, this is kind of who I am today? Oh, well, first of all, everything you just said, I'm just like, yes, Megan. Yes. Like that vulnerability, just being real. I think, oh my goodness. Yes. If I could do things different, I would like, I, it's different than regret, you know, but mm. I, I would, like I said, the resources that you have here this podcast, all of it would have been so helpful to me as a young mom to maybe, you know, maybe steer around some of those potholes that I hit pretty hard, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did too. I mean, this is why yeah. I started this. <laughs> so I didn't have this. It's kind of like, let's talk about all these super, super hard things that aren't talked about that make people feel really uncomfortable and, you know, yeah. less than. Um, and I feel like it goes the same for our children. It's like, yeah. You don't have to actually feel like that. If you just talk about it and put it out there, it kind of gets rid of it and you move on and you do better next time. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And I would say if the one thing that I wish I had done differently for myself as a mom was really just get off the the whole, take myself out of the game of comparison, mm. you know, and maybe I was the only one in the game. I don't think I was. I don't but think so. I, I don't think that, and, but I finally got to the point where I said, you know what, I would scroll and scroll and I, and I, I would look for inspiration. Like I would go mm -hmm. to social media for inspiration. What is she doing? She seems like a great mom, but quickly the inspiration would turn to me judging myself, comparing myself and comparing and comparing and comparing. And I never yeah. seemed to measure up. I never yeah. seemed to measure up. I was hard on myself mm -hmm. and I was hard on my children. I did not think I was hard on my children, but I think there were, you know, maybe not all the time, but I did have expectations of them based on what I would see in other families. Mm -hmm. And so I think that I quickly started, you know, with the help of my husband to realize, oh my goodness, this comparison is hurting all of us. Mm -hmm. And we need to decide what are the values for the Lily family. Mm -hmm. Like what is, what is the Lily family value? Yeah. And we so, have them up on the wall. I love that. You. Yeah. yeah. And it's, 
and those will be written on their hearts, but also ours as a mom to go mm -hmm. back because we like shift and we will be presented with so many opportunities that are amazing mm -hmm. sometimes. And so it's hard to know what to say yes to, what to say no to, to create that balance mm -hmm. in our lives when we're just think more and more and more and more and more, but then yes. you're like, okay, well, we need to carve out some time for those conversations, for bath time to be precious and not rush through, mm -hmm. you know, for, to be able to just go for a walk and stop and really smell the roses, like pick a dandelion and be right. in awe over it for five minutes and not have to be like, hurry, we have to get back for practice. Hurry, right. you have to go to this next activity. Right. And so I think just really knowing what your family values are, creating those together with your spouse, really writing them on your heart. There's like you writing them on your wall. Mm -hmm. And so you can go, Hey, this is what the lilies do. The lilies value dinner, right? Mm -hmm. That's not a non-negotiable for us. Like you right. know, time we're going to always just create time to have a healthy dinner yep. together. You know, the lilies do hard things. That's one of our values. And like, you know what, kids, you can do it because we do hard things. And let me tell you, that has gotten through learning to tie your shoe yeah. through climbing high mountain peaks. Like yeah. we can do this to facing death in our family. You know, we right. can do hard things because we're going to do them together. Right. You know, we, we value, um, one of ours is, of course, is, you know, church is non-negotiable. It's not an option. Right. Um, we just make that a priority. And let me tell you, if we hadn't decided those things ahead of time, someone would have decided for us, mm -hmm. you know, a coach, an activity, right. whatever. The world will get busy and it will decide mm -hmm. for you. You're so right. I yeah. wish that I hadn't let so many other people dictate the really younger years. Yeah. Um, I allowed that to happen, you know, and yeah. so. Luckily, I mean, I think it's like unconsciously though, right? It's like, you don't know it's happening. I mean, they, I think that's like the point of social yeah. media and why mm -hmm. it's so addicting because you just get sucked in. It's like when someone's mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to like quickly check my phone. It's like, no one quickly checks their phone. You know, you're going to be on there for at least a half an hour, right? It's mm -hmm. like a time suck. Um, you don't know what you're doing. And then you're on the phone for an hour, you know, scrolling and comparing yourself to someone else's life when, right. you know, yours is amazing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it has its pros and cons, of course, you know, as adults. Mm -hmm. um, for children, I'm still not sure. But um, if I had my way, my daughter probably won't have a phone until she's 18. But <laughs> that's like me saying that and she's seven. It's already really hard. I have no idea yeah. what it's like as a teenager. It's hard. Yeah. And you're right. There is pros and cons. And, and I'm not here today to just completely bash social media. I mean, it has so many, you know, we – our, our kids can learn more than any other generation. They actually know more mm -hmm. than any other generation because of the knowledge at their fingertips. Right. You know, so there's, there's good, but with that comes, they're saying that our kids are also behind socially about three years really? compared to what you and I were as children. Right. You know, right. Everything has balance on right? technology. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah that's pretty crazy to think about. Um, because, yeah, they always have their head down in a phone instead of, you know, communicating eye to eye. Well, that's why I said that the conversations, you know, eye to eye are so important because, you know, we've always said to our daughter, like, you need to look in people's eyes. You know, don't when you're talking to someone, you know, you look at their face. You know, that's really, really important. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, like, you know, mental health as a mom, um, you know, setting the example for our children, you know, and taking care of ourselves and, I know for myself, like, I, I never like to portray 
kind of like social media that I'm perfect because I'm far from perfect and I make mistakes. And as much as I try to be a good example, when I do make a mistake, I always make myself go apologize, you know, because I don't, I want her to be able to do that as well, you know? And um, I mean, what are some of the things that you do for your own mental health? Um, well, I remember people just saying, take time for yourself. It's so important. Take time for yourself. And so for those moms who are listening who have kids in diapers, Mm -hmm. I would say, I'm not going to say take time for yourself because that is just like, it's hard for for those in that season when your kids are in diapers. It's a tough season, but you know, that saying that's like, uh, what is it like the, the days are long and the years are short. Yeah. it's so true. Those it days is. you're like, Ooh, when is my spouse going to come home? Or Ooh, is it bedtime? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's, they, it's, they can be tough, super fun, so sweet, but it's, it can be tough to find that time for yourself. Yeah. And so when I was younger in those stages, I'm more of like art kind of fills me up, mm-hmm. music fills me up. And mm-hmm. so I would really find carve out time here and there, like 15 minutes. Sometimes I get five minutes if my child is sleeping and I put on headphones and plug them into my piano and just play. And I could go from frustrated and to just really peaceful in oh, one awesome. song, you know, yeah, everyone, ha- you have your own thing, right? Oh everybody yeah, for sure. I think everybody does. And I think you yeah. have to, right? As a mom, yeah. like whether you have yeah. small children or older children, because I think every season of their growth has some sort of challenges like we're never gonna get over it I was telling my daughter that the other day she like had something come up and was all upset about it and I was like honey obstacles never stop coming at you like I'm 38 Mm -hmm. years old and you know something happens probably every day where I'm like all right I gotta get past this or you know something difficult happens and I just think as parents you know when we're looking at these statistics I mean I feel like my blood pressure probably went up just reading these it's like how do we keep our sanity so we can help our children because they like you said are thinking in the now and we're thinking like what's going to happen you know when my daughter's 13 or when my child's 18 you know when they go out on their own like how are we gonna Mm -hmm. you know protect them but I mean I really think like you know just taking care of yourself and you know focusing on what you can control because a lot of this stuff's out of our control um and I think if you try to focus on the social media aspect or the comparison or what someone else is doing um you know and you're not looking at like your family as a whole, you're just going to get lost in like a, a black hole and it's just going to like zap your energy. So I think just like focusing on you, taking care of you, setting the example and, you know, just putting the time in with your family like you guys do at dinner, you know, just having those conversations. Um, I mean, what else would you add to that? Like what advice could, could you give to women out there right now kind of going through the same thing with their teenagers? Yeah, I would say – what you just said is so important that we should really lean into is you said you can only control what you can control. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to invest what we can in ourselves. We're going to do what we can to fill our own buckets up so we have something to pour out, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're saying. It's like we can't serve our children out of a depleted bucket. Mm-hmm. We need to find a way to fill fill that. Um, right. If you're an extrovert, do not isolate yourself. Mm-hmm. It just takes one friend. You know, mm-hmm. find a church that you can belong to to make some friends. Um, wh- whatever it can be, you just need one. And don't mm-hmm. give up on it. You know, to find someone who can share your moral values so your children are hearing a similar message with the people you're surrounding yourself with is so important. So do not isolate yourself. Yes, absolutely. And then secondly, 
that control piece, know that you're doing your best, right? It, mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean perfect. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you won't make mistakes. That's what I heard you say. I agree mm-hmm. with that. It means doing your best with what you have today mm-hmm. to give to your family and to pour in. So just really knowing we can control the input. We can control what we're putting into our children, what we're allowing to be put into their sweet minds and their sweet hearts. Mm-hmm. But as much as we want as moms to know it's a guarantee, to know what the outcome is, the honest truth is we do not. Mm-hmm. We have heard time again those stories. We've seen interviews that are painful with these precious moms mm-hmm. who have thought they have done a good job with this input, but for some reason, mm-hmm. their child suffers with mental illness. I, yeah. I don't want that from any mom and any mom who's listening. Like, you cannot blame that on yourself. Mm-hmm. And you can control the input into them. But when it comes down to it, they will make their choices themselves. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. they leave your home, they might make choices that are absolutely not what you taught them. Mm-hmm. You can only take responsibility for the input you've given them. You mm-hmm. cannot take responsibility for the output and the choices that they make. Yeah, that is so true. And I think that's you know, really all we can focus on again, like what you control, um, you know, I think it's Brene Brown says, um, you know, everyone is doing the best they can with the tools that they have right now. Um, And that's really like all that you can do. Um, you know, just do your best, have those hard conversations, feel really, really uncomfortable. Like I still sweat when my daughter cries, but I just like sit there and sweat and listen. And, you know, I just, you just gotta do it. Right. And, you know, I, I still like, I keep thinking of what you said, like I wasn't there to be their friend. I'm there to be their mom. And like, I think that can be the hardest thing ever because we, you know, as humans, we want to please our children and, you know, we want to just do what's best for them. But sometimes the best thing can be the hardest thing. And, I think we all just need to keep that in mind. So if someone's out there and, you know, sees their child, you know, getting depressed, because I've definitely heard that with um, social media and phones and whatnot, um, you know, in the teenage years, you know, have that hard conversation, you know, it could change everything, right? Because like you said, with your child, like, maybe they didn't even consciously realize that they were, you know, slipping into this depression. Um, So you kind of have to be that advocate for them. So I mean... It's hard as moms, you know, we're advocating for our own health. Yeah. Obviously, like I predominantly work with women as a coach and, you know, it's, it's hard. Postpartum is hard, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to recover yourself. And then you have this other tiny little human that grows really fast to take care of and worry about their own mind as well and their health. So. Right. And I think. Be kind. (laughs) Be kind. And this month, Megan, with the uh, May is mental, you know, health awareness month. Just, I love it because it, it kind of makes us stop and pause um, and lean into the, and just check similar to what we would do with a yearly physical when we bring our kids mm-hmm. for that yearly healthy checkup. Yeah. Just stop and pause and say, Hey, what about their mental health? Mm-hmm. And just kind of look, are they, are they still in the same sport as they were last year? Mm-hmm. Are they still, you know, talking to similar friend, good friends or have their friends friend group changed yeah how how is that influencing it because it kind of is a slow fade right and so to stop and really evaluate your child's mental health on their behalf just kind of asking yourself some questions of course yourself as well Mm -hmm. you know um, but that's what I like about this month is just kind of just stepping back and saying okay let's look at this how are we doing as a family and what's maybe what changes need to happen 
to um, make us healthier tomorrow than we were yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, I feel like I do that when I look at pictures from like a year ago or something. But yeah, I mean, May is a great month to do that. And I think being open to changes too, because I feel like a lot of people Mm -hmm. just are not open to change. I don't like change. I mean, I don't think any human being really (laughs) likes change. But to be like, okay, maybe that's not working for us. You know, it's okay. Let's make a change that's going to benefit the whole family and, you know, make us happier and more united. Um, So yeah, I love that. that. I'm going to have to remember that every single May. Um, Yeah. Or like even just check in, you know, every couple months and like you said, check the friend list. What are they, what activities is your child doing? You know, how are they, how do they seem? Do they seem happy? Um, I think that's so important. And same thing with you, you know, check in with yourself. Like, am I doing things for myself? Am I taking time for myself? Um, Mm -hmm. How are my thoughts? Am I, you know, if you're journaling, you could look back at your journal and, you know, take a peek and be like, oh God, that looks bad. Or, um... I feel really happy, you know, that's a good idea. I love journaling. It's Mm -hmm. great. Um, But yeah, I think all this is like really, really good stuff. I'm trying to think if I had anything else um, in my notes. Um, Did you have anything else, Mariana, that you wanted to add to it? Um, No, just I, I think maybe one thing is to really, I think on that checklist to just check your marriage, you know, and make it a priority and, it will be shocking how if we can keep that um, as healthy as we can, it really affects the whole family, affects yes. you as a person. Yeah. And just to make that a priority and check how are we doing, mm-hmm. you know, really maybe making date nights a priority, mm-hmm. put it on the calendar, make it a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know for me, my kids, they really loved seeing that. Are you going on a date with daddy? You know, like yeah. they just like, thrived on that as little kids and they still do. They know, oh, it's Friday. Mom and dad are doing this. You know, it's like yeah. their day. I so, love that. I yeah, great. My daughter loves when we have like a babysitter. She thinks it's so exciting. Right. Um, yeah, and I do they, think that is so, so important. I mean, just the way you communicate with your child, you should be communicating with your partner, you know, as well. Communication is, you know, key for, for all yeah. of it. And I feel like whenever I have felt, you know, any like some sort of tension or whatever in our relationship, I'm like, oh, I just need to talk about it. You know, I just need to. Mm-hmm. And once you talk about it, you're like, oh, this was nothing, you know. So just yeah. communicate, <laughs> keep that open. And yeah, you're right. Definitely take some time just to, to be together too alone. I think that sets a great example, you know, for your children yeah. as well. Well, I'm trying to think. I feel like I had other questions and they're probably going to come to me later. Um mm-hmm. But this was so, so good. And I really hope that it encourages, you know, any parent out there, you know, going through some issues right now with their children or just bringing awareness to, you know, look out for these things. Um, And I think like you said around 13, but I feel like even younger children, you know, have cell phones and um, are on technology, you know, more now at a younger age. So you might even have to start looking out for it, you know, earlier. Um, that is so true. And I don't want to be remiss by mentioning that, like, for our boys, for our little boys, like mm-hmm. having that technology is truly like having pornography in their pocket. Mm-hmm. And I hate to be so extreme, but it's true. If you yeah. do not get those parental guidelines on your phone, so there's tons of different apps that can keep your kids safe okay. from kind of safe. I don't want to say completely safe, right. but it's it put really some boundaries ha- up there. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I would really suggest looking into some of those. I know like Apple phones have that or parental controls, Absolutely. any kind of parental controls and letting your kids know, like you don't need to keep it a secret. Right. Let them know. I can see this. I can see what you're seeing. 
You're not allowed mm-hmm. to be on YouTube. You're not allowed to be on because, mm-hmm. I mean, just this week, Wall Street Journal put unbelievable article about how they did, um, they created all these different profiles for TikTok as 13 year old girls. They were fake just to see what the results would be. And it was unbelievable. They were, they were inundated with um, videos on suicide, mm-hmm. um, with um, body shaming, so many so self-harm. And it was not, these were not positive things that were geared right. towards not know why this is happening, but it's happening. Right. And so to not have those filters on, okay. um, especially if you feel like for your family, your child does need a cell phone, for instance, mm-hmm. or, you know, just, I really encourage that you having as much control over that as you can just to protect them. Yeah, that's great. And I assume like, um, Facebook and Instagram have these controls as well, right? Or do they not have, I don't, I'm uh, not sure. Cause I, I I'm not an expert. That I do not know that. Okay. I didn't find those for for social media for those platforms okay. particularly. the The safety was more of like it won't allow my child to even create that account or go go to a website. Okay, it's more along those lines. So I more think. like the iPhone controls. Yeah. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. that's really good to know. Um, and I think that'd be you know really helpful. Even if you know they need a phone, they're still going to have these boundaries that they can be with mm-hmm. within. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Well, thank you so much, Mariana. So if anyone is looking to find you, where can they find you on the internet? Oh, they can follow me on at Bloom, starpoint.bloom, Mariana Lily, okay. and on Insta or Facebook. Okay, great. So I will link that below. And the name of your church, Starpoint it's, Church? Yes. And is that starpointchurch.com? It's actually starpoint.church. Dot church. Okay. All right. Great. Thank you so much for being Thank you, here. Megan. And this oh, was amazing. So yeah, it's been so great. much information for mamas out there. Um, and yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great All right. day. You too. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Empowerhood is brought to you by Flourish Everyday Coaching. Check them out in the link below. And again, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. If you could take 60 seconds of your time and leave us an Apple review, this helps share the news about this podcast and help women all over the world. If you want to see the video version of this podcast, you can go to our YouTube channel and subscribe there. Thank you so much. And we'll see you at the next episode.